0: you are now listening to creative masters this is the podcast where we interview musicians photographers directors comedians designers and other creatives to discuss how they got started how they got past those bumps in the road and how they built a career off their creativity so let's get right into it i'm your host bye bye, bye and i'm up double machine masters to bring you creative masters now let's start the show what's going on everybody this is Reggie aka nobody famous you're listening to the creative masters podcast I just want to say thanks to everybody who's been sharing and supporting the show every week rating us on iTunes we greatly greatly appreciate you guys helping us to get the word out about this podcast and also a big shout out to all the music producers who's been sending in beats and instrumentals every week for the show this week we got my man develop minds rocking in the background he's down in Cuba killing it right now on the beats So shout out to him for sending in the beats. Last week, speaking of beats, we had my man Odd Kid out on. He's 20 years old out of Philly, a very dope music producer and drummer. He's absolutely killing it. And he just did a video for the Machine Facebook page last week, um, actually the night before his episode dropped. So go to the Machine Facebook page and check out his live stream that he did over at Native Instruments because it's absolutely sick. This week for episode 14, we got Malia Murray. I actually met Malia through Simonilla, but I kind of felt like i known her for a while now because her and Simon are really good friends. So just through social media and stuff, I always kind of see them posting stuff together and stuff like that. But in this episode, we talk about everything from her social media strategy to her parents being involved heavily in the dungeon family and actually her father's in organized noise and things like that. So she talks about what it was like growing up in a dungeon.
1: So I grew up in the dungeon, you know, like I'm a dungeon baby. I would be sleep in the studio and when everybody's, you know, not recording, they're just, Playing with me with my toys and mm-hmm. like eating Happy Meals, you know, like yeah, yeah. so yeah, like I, I just have like really vivid memories of that, like hanging out with like Uncle Big or Uncle
0: Dre. Then we talk about her social media business and how she onboards new clients.
1: New people that are coming to me, like I I meet them first. I'm like, let's just sit down and like just talk, you know, like let's get to know each other. Like, what are you working on, like? And then I listen to them and figure out how I can really help if they want me to help and if it makes sense for me too.
0: We also get into lucid dreaming and dream journaling and some of her methods and how that helps her in her work life.
1: So I do journal. Um, I do dream journaling too because I sleep with like crystals. Mm-hmm. So my dreams are like really intense and vivid. <laughs> so like an amethyst or a selenite crystal. And then I wake up and I write down like everything I dreamt about. And sometimes that actually helps me like work-wise, you know, mm-hmm. like, because I'll, like, dream about things, like ideas yeah, yeah. and
0: stuff. We get into all of this, plus her work with Drum, Rory, Malcolm Mitchell, and many others. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 14 of the Creative Masters Podcast with Malia Murray. What's going on, everybody? This is Reggie, a.k.a. Nobody Famous. You're listening to the Creative Masters Podcast. This week we have Malia Murray. She's a social media expert and child of the Dungeon family. How you doing, Malia?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, Thanks for coming on to the podcast and everything. Um, Simon had introduced us and said that I needed to have you on. I did my research and I was like, definitely. And I actually kind of feel like I know of you anyway because we have a bunch of mutual friends. And you know, Simon's known you for some years now, and y'all always like on social media together. So that's cool. Yes. Why Why you give um, the listeners, you know, a quick 60-second, 90-second elevator speech of who you are and what you do, and then we'll go from there.
1: All right, cool. Well, hey, my name is Malia Murray. Malia showed up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I am a social media marketing manager and strategist. And I started out by just, you know, helping people in high school with their MySpace pages and helping my parents' friends because I would always, you know, they just would always reach out to me because they knew I was interested in social media. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my life has been an internship (laughs) because of of my parents and them always exposing me to so much. So I just really took advantage of that. And then, you know, from there, I was able to form my own company and now work professionally as a social media director and strategist. So I just kind of, you know, <laughs> I just kept going
0: Yeah, that's what's once
1: up. I found my, my spark.
0: Yeah, that's really dope. And uh, it's interesting that you said your life's like a has been like a one big um internship. So why it you it really
1: has. Oh why my don't gosh. you tell
0: uh the listeners, you know, who your parents are and what they do, for those who aren't familiar.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my dad is Ray Murray from Organized Noise, um, and the Dungeon Family, one of the founders of Organized Noise and the Dungeon Family, and my mom is Dee Dee aka Peaches, <laughs> the Queen of Atlanta. So if you have heard the first outcast album she's the first lady speaking on the very first track and she's also the woman on two boys in the cadillac and players ball um but outside of that she's done so much more for music mm-hmm. in general and actually helping organize noise and the dungeon family collectively to grow and you know handling a lot of their business so i grew up in the dungeon, you know, like I'm a dungeon baby. I would be sleeping in the studio and when everybody's, you know, not recording, they're just playing with me with my toys and Mm -hmm. like eating Happy Meals, you know, like, so yeah, like I I just have like really vivid memories of that, like hanging out with like Uncle Big or Uncle Dre, like, Mm -hmm. or my mom like braiding their hair in the studio you know and just stuff like that so
0: <laughs> yeah that's really that's really dope and uh, like you said those records that you mentioned are all like dope records and i guess what yeah. last week was the um 20th anniversary of at aliens
1: yeah is, it like, was crazy to think about and so. some people are still now just finding out that 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 she's on all three of those tracks mm-hmm. like they didn't realize that you know you know, Peaches was, you know, out here like that. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, look, I'm not a one hit wonder. OK, <laughs> like Definitely. I'm on a few different outcast tracks. <laughs> so,
0: so, yeah. What, what kind of what was that like for you growing up? Were you Did you ever get into music yourself or were you just always just around it and exposed to it and, you know, everybody involved with it?
1: Yeah, no, I never really got into it. Uh, myself I, I never created a beat My I mean me and mom or a song like i can't sing or rap like but me and my mom would make up songs like in the kitchen mm-hmm. and we went <laughs> we would get our my dad to try to record us and he would be like get out of my studio yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that's as far as i got with music but um i have actually directed a music video before for my friend rory mm-hmm. uh that i work with so i i, I
0: that was the animated on that one, right? side
1: of things. Yeah, it's an mm-hmm. animated video for his song called "Fly" that he released last year that honored um police brutality victims. Mm-hmm. So, I was able to get into music, you know, from the visual side, but not necessarily from the actual sound
0: mm-hmm. and side. Do you, do you think that's something you're gonna want to do more of in the future? Because I watched the video last week; it's pretty dope.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I um. I would love to direct another video, Um, you know, if the opportunity presents itself and it, like, makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. the reason I think I did that one is because it just came to me, you know. Like, he played me the song at my house maybe a few days after he recorded it or months. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure, but he recorded it and he played it for me. And then I was just like, oh, my God, this is what you should do. Like, I I just saw it, you know, and I remembered an animation project that I actually did in my Edit 2000 class at UGA. Nice. And I was like, you know, we could do- I showed it to him. It's still on YouTube We did something for like the very hungry caterpillar and I was like we could do something like this where it looks like You know, we're drawing it out and you know And then it just became animation and mm-hmm. you know His creative director was able to hook us up with some people that went to Scad to, gotcha. and actually people who like worked on like Looney Tunes and you know shows for a uh, uh, Adult swim and Turner like mm-hmm. helped work on this like so I, it just meant a lot to me for people who actually do real animation mm-hmm. to like work on it and help my idea come to life. Like it just, it just happened so smoothly and effortlessly. Like it kind of still blows my mind thinking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's usually how like the best things do kind of come about. You know, it's like you come the idea and they just happen. And the next thing you know, you look yeah. back like, how did that even happen?
1: Right. And then even when it got released, like I didn't know. Until, like, the day before, they are like, oh, yeah, Pharrell is going to premiere the video you directed on his YouTube. I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) they text me that at, like, midnight, you know? Yeah, yeah. Midnight the night before. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I just didn't have any time to mentally prepare. And then the next day, I'm just checking Twitter. I'm checking everybody's Twitter over and over. And I'm like, when is it going to come out? When is it coming out? And then it comes out and, like my twitter went crazy like it just usher ended up posting about it because i'm Mm -hmm. actually a member of his foundation so it just went, you know, everywhere and mm-hmm. i was just so happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's a cool story. And um actually I, what, my dream when i was little was actually to be an animator. So i never really went down that path, but i did come up with like a cartoon a couple years ago, a few years oh, ago.
1: Oh wow. Now.
0: It's on youtube you should... and stuff, so it's it's kind of cool, <laughs> i guess.
1: Yeah. Well, you you could do another one. You never know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you never know. I have the uh, i still have all the files and stuff, so it's not, you know, all i got to do is write new stories and stuff, so yeah. yeah, but um, so let's talk about you said you kind of got to social media um, like in high school and like before right. college and stuff. So how did all mm-hmm. that come about?
1: So actually, I was with my mom, Adam. Uh, she was meeting with one of her friends and potential clients, Earl Clue, you know, the jazz guitarist Earl mm-hmm. Clue. Yeah, I heard the name. Um, Yeah. So I went with her to the meeting and I just was going to get some sushi. Like I wasn't even trying to like join in Mm -hmm. you know she's like oh i'm about to go to strip i'm like oh i'm coming and and then she uh that i just kept in in the meeting i you know i met his manager i met earl and i just kept talking in the meeting about social media and they're just like you know wow like and it was just little things that i knew from just being an active user you Mm -hmm. know because you know my generation like we grew up using social media for real so Mm -hmm. I just you know I just know about it because I love it and I use it. So I just kept telling her ideas and you know just things that she could do for Earl's page and then she's like, "You know what? We could use you. So just, you know, write out everything that you do and I'm just going to hire you to help us run our social media." Nice. And I'm like, "Okay." And uh, that was the summer before I went to UGA so that was 2009 and mm-hmm. I still manage his platforms to this day like i remember working on his facebook when he had like a thousand followers and now he has like 131,000 oh, nice. <laughs> you know You're so really it's serious like, about it, you I, Yeah, i really it helped it to grow you know mm-hmm. so uh, i'm really proud of that gotcha. um and yeah from there i just um when i went to school i studied marketing at uh, Terry at UGA and Mm -hmm. then I took like a social media class but throughout school I always kept on working on Earl's pages Mm -hmm. and then with uh, Usher's Foundation which I was a mogul in training for that Mm -hmm. was the name of the program (laughs) I was able to intern at General Electric Mm -hmm. and actually be a, a social media producer so I spent my internship Telling GE Energy how they should get back on social media because all the other GE businesses are tweeting mm-hmm. and they weren't. And I was upset about it. <laughs> so yeah. I made like a whole presentation about it and spent three months like meeting with executives and telling them the, like the strategy that we could use. And then they implemented it like right after I left. So, I was kind of hurt that I didn't get to post the first tweet, but it's all good. (laughs) I'm just, I'm still happy that they at least listened to an intern, Mm -hmm. you know? So, from there, I was able to get my first full time job. And then I started my own company. So now I have. Clients that I manage a social media strategy for and, and you know, help them with their festivals or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever events. And it ranges from, I have a football player that I work with, Malcolm Mitchell. Mm-hmm. He's actually at the Patriots now. And he has his own company called Read with Malcolm, which he publishes children's books. And oh, nice. he... Uh, actually has a foundation now that promotes youth literacy. So I helped to really start those pages from the beginning. And then also on the music side still, because music will never leave me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I work with Rory Drum. Um, Who else to work with? uh earl clue still mm-hmm. and weekend of jazz his festival and then i actually have an actress that i work with now too named danielle deadweiler so i'm kind of expanding mm-hmm. in a lot of different industries but i like it because with social media like a lot of the same strategies apply you just get to apply them to different you know areas yeah so. For
0: sure so yeah you said you said a lot of dope things there that i want to kind of unpack because as you know like this um This podcast is about creativity and everything and i feel that with social media marketing to music to photography to you know mixologists and cooking food that's all you know takes a certain level of creativity so let's kind of backtrack real quick to your college days because you probably about you know 11 12 years younger than me what were those social media classes like um in college for you because like when i was in school there was like no social media stuff even though i knew you know in 2005 or so that how important social media was going to be we didn't learn any of that in school so like what gotcha. did you you know what what did you kind of learn like in school and what were those courses like
1: well we actually i think the thing i took away the most from it was to not you know just to be consistent on social media but to actually develop the strategy and to have an editorial calendar Mm -hmm. to make a social media plan. Like I had never done any of that before my class, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was just, you know, like, Oh, posting here and there, like, Oh, this is what we're going to put out
0: to promote this show or, you know, like more like digging into metrics and finding the best time for the day to post. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Like, well, so I would actually have that in my head because as you continue, you're kind of like, Oh, these posts do better in the morning or these do better at night. These Mm -hmm. do better on Sundays. And Facebook tells you that on the, uh, on the Facebook insights. Insights. Um, But it's just taking all of that and putting it into an actual like plan and saying hey this is what we're doing this is how much money we're going to put behind some of these paid advertisements on social media you know mm-hmm. and then d- then we're going to develop a report quarterly or biannually however often they want it monthly mm-hmm. at telling you how how well we're doing on uh, on this plan you know so it kind of it makes it It gives the business side of social media. Mm -hmm. Like, I I expanded upon that Mm -hmm. through my class, which is so important, like, nowadays, because that's what all these agencies are doing. Like, you have to have your initial plan, Mm -hmm. how long you're going to run this for. Then you have to update them and make adjustments as they go. Yeah.
0: I, I totally agree. And um, I was going to ask you this a little later, but since you kind of touched on it, how important do you think it is to have, you know, not just in social media, but say in music or if you're a photographer or whatever, to have like your business in order and to do what you say you're going to do and to deliver those oh, reports. And
1: yeah, it's so important.
0: Yeah,
1: It's so important. And then it tracks your growth and it mm-hmm. just, it shows how you are actual benefit to whoever you work with, you mm-hmm. know? So it's just, it's it's so important because even when as you're continuing and you want to show people like, oh, what I've done in the past, well, mm-hmm. let me show you a report, you know, like it's kind of like many case studies as you continue, exactly. you know, like you're gathering everything you've done for each client and it's only going to help you in the long, on the long run, tracking all of your success, so it's super important.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of like building your resume and being able to show results as well. Like you said, yeah. I, like, I like how you put it as a case study because then you can just come yeah. to somebody and be like, "I've done this, this, and this."
1: Like I have facts, okay? Yeah, like
0: done. <laughs> yeah.
1: When I was at Harry Norman, like and I like it just yeah, that was another company that I did some work for. Harry Norman, mm-hmm. like I was able to grow like their Pinterest page by like. 9000% which is mm-hmm. an insane number but it's because we had a number I mean we had a post that really went viral on there mm-hmm. so like me just even knowing that off the top of my head it's because like I know I did that I included it in a report you know like so when I'm talking to people I can tell them like oh yeah I've done this this and this like they need numbers mm-hmm. analytics you know like percentages like exactly you know they need to see the growth for real
0: so. Yeah, it's all about showing those results. And then, as, like you said, as you go on and move forward, you're going to have more and more of those results that you can show. And, you know, your clients will get bigger and yep. pretty much work as you want to. But um, let me let me ask you about um, kind of like your day to day with clients and how you use creativity for like each one of them. Because you're kind of starting to work, as you said, with clients in different spaces and things like that. So how do you like remain creative in coming up with right. what, what you're going to post for these different clients and things like that?
1: Well, I think it starts with actually getting to know them um, in their world, you know. Mm -hmm. So with it's unfortunate to have worked with people that actually know now, like with Malcolm, I went to college with him. So I I was Mm -hmm. able to like really become his friend and learn about him. So that's how I kind of know how to post. Like I know his life, you Mm -hmm. know, so um, and then with Rory, the same thing like we actually met on twitter which is a funny story but uh i tweeted him and said hey i just played under 3000 your song and he loves it like keep going and then the next day he came over to my house and had dinner with my family and he has been in my life ever since oh nice and yeah so it's like we just like naturally became friends it wasn't like me um like saying hey This is what happened. I'm going to work with you. Like, it just Mm -hmm. grew to me working with him. So it actually worked out in the end that I know him. So now I kind of know how to form, like, a strategy Mm -hmm. or, you know, create copy that he would approve for his festival or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I just know... Um, but with, so with drum, like I don't know him and I just actually just started working with him this week. So mm-hmm. I, um, went to the studio, was able to listen to some new music you know, from him and like, I'm like talking to him. I'm like, so like, you know, like, how do you, like, I'm just learning. Like, how mm-hmm. do you talk? Like, what are, what phrases do you use? Like, you know, like, you know, just, I'm just trying to learn about him. Cause I don't know anything. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's going to where they are in the studios where a lot of these artists are always. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm listening to the music. I'm like filling it out so that when it's time to promote his album and, you know, his tour Mm -hmm. that I, I just know like what, what he likes, you know?
0: Yeah, so. for sure. I love what you've been putting out lately, by the way, too.
1: Oh uh, yes. Oh man. He has some dope stuff coming. Yeah, like yeah. I can't even, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So let's kind of talk about like those relationships. Cause like you, a lot of the ones you said kind of just happen organically. But when you start working with new people, like how important do you think it is? Or I guess you say how, yeah. How important is it to like build those relationships and maintain those relationships before you even really even start to do the work for the client?
1: Yeah. Like, it's very important and sometimes it's just, you never know like that that's going to happen. Like I would have never imagined to, you know, be working with Rory or to help with his festivals and mm-hmm. his videos. Like they just happened. Um, so it's always easier that way. But with um, new people that are coming to me, like I, I meet them first. I'm like, let's just sit down and like, just talk, you mm-hmm. know, like let's get to know each other. Like, what are you working on? Like, And then I listen to them and figure out how I can really help if they want me to help. And if it makes sense for me, too, because Mm -hmm. also I'm not about to be out here just working with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And and it's not because I think highly of myself, which I mean, we should. But I'm Mm -hmm. not, you know, it's not like I'm trying to turn it away. It's just that it has to make sense for me because Mm -hmm. that's the only way that we're going to achieve great results. You know, if I'm passionate about it. And if, you know, I have skills that directly match what you need, that's Mm -hmm. how it's going to that's how it's going to be a win for both of us. So it it, it helps when I'm believing in what they're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's philanthropy, whether it's music, you know, or, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. because I don't also want to limit myself to, you know, a, a certain industry. That's why I'm happy that I have you know, my, my own company and mm-hmm. that I'm able to work with people in all different kinds of industries because it keeps me creative too. So yeah, I think I kind of went off on a tangent, but no, no,
0: that, that it, was good it's just, I, was, I was actually going to ask you, like, is there ever <laughs> been a time you were going to say like, no, I'm not going to work with somebody or do you think there would ever be a time, but you kind of answer that question for me. And I think that is important to know what you want to do. And especially like in this day because like even 10 years ago i mean it, it was easier to just kind of work with other people anybody really and not necessarily people see it but now yeah. so many more people going to see it because there's so many more social platforms and stuff just kind of lives forever like stuff on myspace nobody is even gonna find now you know but right. if it's on twitter or instagram or whatever facebook people are probably gonna find it so you got to kind of be selective in your brand and what you're trying to build
1: yeah you do so, uh,
0: yeah it's really dope so Let me ask you, has there ever been a time with like a client that you've like basically dropped the ball? And if so, like how did you kind of correct that problem?
1: Hmm. Yes. Um, But sometimes it's not always my fault. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, for instance, like a lot of the time I'm responsible for making sure that like an artist is aware or a client is aware of posting you know something mm-hmm. like i'm like hey this has to go out like right now you know i'm like do you, what do you want to say about it let me know because a lot of times they're not they're they're so like not they're in their own world you know mm-hmm. so it's hard for them to like want to focus on their own social media when it comes to like promoting things because they look at it as like fun you know mm-hmm. like i'm i'm on my social media keep up with my friends and have fun i don't want to promote my shows and, you know, album, you know? So, um, so for instance, there was like a magazine cover that I was supposed to make sure that went out and it just like, didn't. And it took like a long time because like people were, you know, going back and forth with me, like saying, Hey, like, I don't like this copy or I don't like this picture at all. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want this. I don't even like the cover. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know? So I have like the editors like emailing me like, hey, why haven't you promoted our, our cover? And I'm like, it's out of my hands. So mm-hmm. sometimes, like, it's just, you know, you just have to kind of, like, say, hey, we're still trying to, like, get this copy approved or, hey, we're still trying. We're, we're just, it's, you know, I'm trying, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, but I can't if the artist or client doesn't like it, like, and I, I can't post it, you know? Gotcha. So,
0: do you um, run, but do you run everything by the client before it is posted?
1: Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some of it, it, it's different with some clients because they'll like me to just kind of do what I do, but mm-hmm. they're like, you know what? You just promote posts, you know, if they have something to say about it, they'll give me feedback. Mm-hmm. But with other clients, um, More so the ones that have a lot more followers, they're like, hey, like, make sure we approve things before they go out. So, and I would want to, too, you know, I'm like, if somebody's, you know, promoting something on my behalf, like, it has to, like, be me, you know, like, it has to, it has to feel like I'm saying it. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I
0: I understand. I used to work at a a social media company and like we used to get, I was like an account manager and I would just get calls and emails about stuff that like the content team would sometimes post. And I was like, I I mean, I totally get it. Like it was, it was my company or, you know, my brand. I would want everything to represent me well as, as well. But sometimes it's just like, whoa, like, you know, you got to really think about what the client wants and make sure that you're on the same page.
1: Right. You have to put yourself in their head space, Mm -hmm. you know, and really kind of become them, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. even if it's like a, excuse me, if it's a company, you know, like companies humanize themselves through Mm -hmm. social media, you know, so you have to talk with a certain tone. So, for Mm -hmm. instance, with like read with Malcolm, I'm talking to teachers and Mm -hmm. families and students um, with. You know, Roar Fest, I would be talking to Rory's fans. With Weekend of Jazz, I'm talking to uh, people 40 and up, you know? So you have to really, like, figure out what that demographic wants to hear and how they want to receive it,
0: you know? Sure. Definitely. So let's uh, kind of backtrack real quick a little bit. Let's talk about the uh, program that you worked with with Usher. Like, what, what was that all about? Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So um, with Usher's New Look, um, well, initially he had a camp in 2005 called Camp New Look, and I was just a camper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there to learn more about dance. They also had different components, music, uh, sports, and then it kind of evolved into video and after that, they created a program called the Muggles in Training um, program, where college-age students kind of become like junior counselors, but they also get to be kind of like leaders at camp. Um, and but then, you know, we're able to do internships and, you know, really get to know people who sponsor our foundation and, and get mentors and mm-hmm. like opportunities to like really showcase what we learned because it, it left camp and it become like, it became a leadership academy. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have now. So in Atlanta, New York, um, LA, Detroit, Milwaukee, we have leadership academies where now year round, we're working with students instead of just two weeks the year, Mm -hmm. year round, they're getting like leadership training on how to, you know, just be a better student, Mm -hmm. a better, uh, you know, future philanthropist and also with their talents, like what they want to achieve in life. They're giving them the tools to help them get there. So I was able to really meet so many people. Um, my mentors who I have now, <laughs> uh, Miss Ann and Dave, which I'm at their house right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we work together with Malcolm, and it's just kind of like a small world. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, I connected with them through Usher's New Look, and then later on in college, I introduced them to Malcolm, and now we're all working together mm-hmm. on his program, so it's it's a super small world, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I was just able to meet people to really like help me to learn and grow and to just you know keep me on this path that I'm on so mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate Usher's new look and everyone and I mean Usher, he's like a big brother to us like he wasn't just like you know stopping by and saying mm-hmm. hey and then you don't know, see him for three more years like no like he's there mm-hmm. you know like he's meeting with us and giving us advice and connecting us with people that work with him and i'm really close with like him and grace so Mm -hmm. i'm just really appreciative of everything that they've done
0: uh, i think programs like that are like really really important and really dope especially like when it comes to the arts because i actually had a program for i don't know like four and a half years and i was teaching kids like songwriting and music production and some of the kids that had started in the program in like ninth or tenth grade or like are now like graduating from college and stuff So it's, like, just crazy and still, like, making music. So it's crazy to see, like, the growth and how, Mm -hmm. like, that seed was planted, you know, six, seven years ago. And now they're still, like, on that path. So it's really dope to see for sure. Um, Right. And now
1: I'm in, like a position to where I can give back to the kids that are involved. So Mm -hmm. whenever I have like events, like for like Roar Fest, I do a clothing drive. Mm -hmm. I always bring students from Usher's New Look to come help me so that I can keep them involved and Mm -hmm. keep them, you know, meeting people and just seeing what, you know, cool things you can do once you learn everything in the foundation and you start applying it. Because it's Mm -hmm. all about applying your passion anywhere in life but like you're especially when you want to give back that's Mm -hmm. the best way to give back is to align it with your passion so for us with our music festival like why not have something there for the community Mm -hmm. you know so like it just makes sense
0: yeah and that's actually the the, uh, perfect segue into my next question so since you're on social media so much and everything and that's just kind of just the age of social media I know you see it a lot but you know, everybody's online. They're always talking about what they're going to do or what they're doing and posting pictures and stuff. So what is kind of like your definition of hustling? And of course, you know, I've been getting a lot of interesting answers and there's no right or wrong answer, but what do you think hustling is for you?
1: Hustling for me is. mm, hmm, If, if I'm feel like I'm doing exactly what I love to do and it's like growing, Mm -hmm. like that's, hustling for me like right now I've managed I'm able to manage social media strategy for a ton of people at one time but I don't feel overworked and I don't feel tired I feel really passionate and Mm -hmm. and I love it so I think once you align your like passion with your hustle like it just flows like it just Mm -hmm. goes like and you just start attracting like all these different opportunities they just start coming to you you Mm -hmm. know like that's hustle like attracting your passions as you're actively working on them Mm -hmm. and just continuing with it like and becoming better
0: you know yeah for sure and how do you think that that passion like helps your, like, creativity and energy levels as opposed to something, like, you do that you're not passionate about.
1: Right. Oh, it keeps it up. You know, like, mm-hmm. it it, it, may, it keeps you happy, uh, which is super important in work. You know, like, everybody's out here, like, working jobs that they hate. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they were actually working jobs that they loved, they would live happier lives. So, it's just, it's just keeping us, like, happy- or in, in a, a better mental space like, mm-hmm. and you know just you just live better that way you know yeah. like I just I, I would hope for more people to be blessed with opportunities like that you know or to actually go after it mm-hmm. more you know because it's possible you just actually have to apply yourself exactly. and really set that intention like and I'm just glad that at a young age I was able to already know what I wanted to do like I was just mm-hmm. like this is what I want to do so I'm just sticking with it, like, no matter what, you know? Yeah. And,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because I, really, <laughs> uh, I had a really cool conversation a couple of weeks ago about this exact same thing, about just, like, passion and kind of doing what you love. And it's like, you know, when you're doing something that you don't really love or you have to do, like, you know, sometimes you're not really that passionate about it. it kind of zap, zaps your energy and all that kind of stuff. But when you do find what you love and you start doing it, like, it gives you energy. And It's like, even if you're working yeah. a job all day that you don't like but you come home and you spend that evening doing what you love it's like all of a sudden you're like energized and you can go yeah about like, it those opportunities will start to come and present themselves mm-hmm. and putting in that work so yeah i totally yep. agree um, yeah yeah so let's talk about um like a growth mindset i'm real big on a growth mindset like i'm always like reading books and audiobooks and articles and all kinds of stuff like that I listen to podcasts so what are some things that you do you know to grow in your career and also like personally is it like books is it uh podcasts and journal like what do you do
1: oh it's all sorts of things i i think i'm a i'm a gemini so mm-hmm. i have many sides to me so i, I need different you know avenues of you know creativity and growth so some of it is more personal like actually with my I have a lot of friends that are older than me Mm -hmm. like you know some of them way older than me some of them you know I'm in their 30s or 40s like I just feel like I have a lot of friends that are in a great you know just at different points in their lives so they're Mm -hmm. able to give me all sorts of advice and you know really just keep me on that right path um And I've met a lot of them actually like through my parents too, but also these organizations that I have worked with, with with Usher's New Look, they kind of set us on a good path to have a mentor in Mm -hmm. your life. Because you could read all these books and stuff, but it's something about having that like personal, like that connection with someone that can really... Mm -hmm. Uh, show you that advice in real life you know does that make sense oh yeah
0: totally totally because i mean yeah (laughs) Um, you can totally read a bunch of books and then not do nothing with the information
1: yeah like you know like you have to apply it you know or you know and or having someone to talk to it about and have them giving you like examples like i think that helps you too because you you see it in real life you know Mm -hmm. um but i also i do journal um, I do dream journaling too because I sleep with like crystals, mm-hmm. so my dreams are like really intense and vivid. <laughs> so like an amethyst or a selenite crystal, and then I wake up and I write down like everything I dreamt about, and sometimes that actually helps me, like work wise, you know, mm-hmm. like because I'll like dream about things like ideas yeah, yeah. and stuff, you know.
0: So let's uh <laughs> let's touch on those crystals real quick because I kind of I'm kind of like into trying to um. Have their, like lucid dreams and stuff, and like I yes, experiment with like V yes. six and stuff like that. So, what uh-huh. what exactly do you do for all, for all that kind of stuff? You said the crystals, and and what do they yeah. represent?
1: Um, so I know amethyst is for your crown chakra, so it's for like your wisdom and intuition. And I my intuition, like I've been sleeping with an amethyst for like three years now, so yeah. I think my intuition's at a pretty high level. Like you know, I'll dream about like being mad at somebody and then like actually mad at, get mad at them. And yeah, two yeah. weeks later and I'm like, dang, like I knew I was going to be mad at them, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. or, or just like, or even like, you know, ideas that I had, like I've, I've dreamt about like filming crazy stuff with like Rory, like in a forest, you know, the, then I ended up like directing a video like it's just you know like i just I have like really crazy like just dreams that you know I think keep me kind of going creatively but I'll write them all down that's the key Mm -hmm. is to write them down as soon as you wake up so uh paired with the amethyst I'll use selenite which I think has helped to like make my dreams make more sense because with amethyst I would just have like four dreams in one night and I'm Mm -hmm. like oh my god like what was all of that but when I started sleeping with like amethyst and selenite and then I think another one is lapis and smoky quartz and I have a gang of them actually I'll just like share a list with you but but, uh oh and Moldavite! oh my god Moldavite will change your life it's a it's super powerful transformational vibration that's Mm -hmm. what that is um you don't even need a lot of it i have a small piece of it and it it's very powerful but so i put all those like in a in a bag and then put it under my pillow and then sometimes i have dreams sometimes i don't Mm -hmm. um but Lately, I they've been pretty intense and, and kind of, you know, speaking to like real life situations, which is kind of kind of freaks me out. But at the same time, it's like, OK, I need to pay attention to it. So,
0: yeah, I, I think it is important to pay attention to it. And um, one thing I know I need to work on myself is actually like keeping a notebook by my bed and writing it down. Yes. But yeah. Um, like I'll have sometimes I'll have dreams and it'll be like about different animals, you know, and you can kind of look up on the Internet of like what different animals mean. And mm-hmm. I'll literally be going through something in my life and I'll have a dream about a certain animal. And then I look up that animal and sure enough, it's like that dream, that animal represents that problem in your life or opportunity in your mm. life or whatever. So um, Wow.
1: Yeah. I need to look into the animals uh, symbolism. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that.
0: <laughs> like I don't want to misspeak on what ch- which ones mean what off the top yeah. of my head, but I definitely knew like one time I had like a snake in my dream a couple times, uh-huh. and like even like my arm like I was sleeping on my arm wrong, but I was like I had a snake in my dream, so it was like the snake basically was like choking the blood out of my arm, and uh-huh. it was just like this weird thing, and then I had like a lion in there, which means like it, I forget what it means, but it was something more of like positivity and like strength is coming your way and stuff like that, and like sure enough. It did, so um, oh. I think it's important. Off sleep,
1: the sleep subject. I, um, I've um, read an article last night, because I've been waking up out of my sleep at like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll have periods of time where it'll happen for like two or three weeks, and then it'll just stop. But there's like a thing that, you know, it's probably centuries ago called, that people implemented called first sleep and second sleep. Mm-hmm. So you would like sleep you know, however long and if you wake up, you get up and you do things or you, you know, write out ideas or, you know, you get creative because apparently a lot of great ideas could happen at four in the morning if you Mm -hmm. actually like let them happen and then they would go back to sleep. But this all happened like before industrialization and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, when people could actually like really still set their days. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was interesting, like first sleep and second sleep. So... I mean, I was kind of tired this morning when I woke up from my second sleep, but now I'm, I'm kind of good and looking mm-hmm. back at it, but I'm just like, hmm, like I, I just didn't know that it was more common to, that that happens to people pretty often waking mm-hmm. up that like, has that ever happened to you? It's like just waking up at four in the morning for, well, for no reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, because I actually get up at five every day. So like oh, I, okay, I drink okay. a ton of water. So usually i wake up at like 345 mm-hmm. or 4 to have to go to the bathroom and then i'm just kind of laying there like mad because i only have an hour left but
1: Uh, ah yeah
0: (laughs) but like on the weekends if i go to bed early last night i went to bed early and um i definitely kind of had like that i woke up and i was like there for a while and then i went back to sleep and had like more dreams on top Mm. of the ones that i had before so it just really kind of depends on when i go to sleep um and what i'm thinking about i try to like clear my mind and just kind of you know i'll say what i'm thankful for and just verbally say thank you know thank you out loud and things like that and then just kind of rest and try to like just get my mind clearer because like once i wake up even if it's like three in the morning if i think of one thing like my mind just starts racing so
1: yeah yeah like
0: I, uh, try to keep it calm for that and then usually i have like some cool dreams and i just like i said i need to write them down but um
1: yeah you should do that like tonight
0: yeah <laughs> I got a bunch of notebooks, too. Like I got journals and stuff <laughs> I didn't put on next to my bed, so I'm tripping. Yep. But um, yep. kind of on, <laughs> on the subject of sleep and, like, those ideas and that intuition and stuff, like, um, what do you think about, like, people who wait for permission to do something? So, like, if you have, mm. like, an intuitive thought or idea that comes to you and you know deep down in your heart that you should act on it, you know, what would you say to people who are kind of hesitant about, you know, this is a good idea, but I don't think I can do it. Or this is not for me or something like that.
1: No, like just do it. You know, like don't, if you really feel it that much in your heart, if you're thinking about it most of the day, if you can, if you can like really visualize whatever it is and you're so wrapped up into it and passionate about it, like don't wait on anyone for Mm -hmm. nothing, you know, like, for me, like, I was waiting forever, like, start my LLC with, and uh, one day I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it, you know, mm-hmm. like, why am I waiting, you know, and it, it it just happened like that, you know, like, it actually is a very, it's a breeze to start an LLC, like, you don't need legalism, like, just go on the, uh, like, uh, whatever Georgia Secretary yeah. of State, like, isn't... Right. It's not hard. Like I was like, what? I I, I looked back at it and I was like, dang, I was tripping. Like, why didn't I just do this already? And then also with like my website and my blog, which I'm trying to be better about with my blog, but it's just kind of hard to like post, um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn about how to, you know, actively have a good like posting blog schedule. Mm-hmm. But I, it's hard for me to write about things that I don't care about. So mm-hmm. I, I have to write about things I care about or music I like, I like, really like. Mm-hmm. So um, that's my <laughs> struggle right now. But like with my blog, like I just it took me forever to like get my like website up. And and like I had like a coming soon page forever. And I'm mm-hmm. like Malia. What are you doing? Like, stop what you're doing and and create your website, you know? And mm-hmm. I just did it, you know? Like, I didn't have anyone, like, on me saying, like, you need to make sure you do this. You need to make sure you do that. Like, it was just in me, you know? And it was just something that I knew I needed to do. I would wake up thinking about it. And now that I actually have like my blog out, like more opportunities have been coming to me Mm -hmm. and like people are like, you know, really liking what I've been posting and like some of the music they're like, they're like, Oh my God, I'm so glad you put me onto this artist. And I'm like, okay, I need to keep going, you Mm -hmm. know? (laughs) So yeah, it's just, you just do it, you know, like just if you believe in it that much,
0: do it. Yeah. And it's like, once you start and you get that momentum, like you're, it will keep it will keep pushing you forward. And then, um, mm-hmm. you know, it just builds up from there. So um, let me ask you about success. So, you know, for the longest time, it seems like, you know, there's like a certain definition of success. And then more recently and more recent times, people have been kind of redefining it for themselves and what it means to them. So instead of necessarily just being a big house and big car and a yacht and all that kind of stuff, you know, people redefine it for their own happiness and for themselves. So how do you define mm-hmm. success for yourself?
1: Mm. that's a good question I actually think about that pretty often like when will I feel successful you know like Mm -hmm. and I I think well you know like honestly like if just not worrying about things like Mm -hmm. when I'm at that point where I can really just like do whatever i want and not have to worry about like anything Mm. like you know any limitations or or any restrictions i think that's my definition of success is really having like complete creative control in Mm. my life Yeah, you know like if i want to wake up and like just paint a picture and then sell it you know (laughs) or if i just want to like direct a video today or you know or today I'm gonna go visit my grandma in Jamaica or Mm -hmm. today I'm gonna go uh start that foundation I always wanted to start like you know like Mm -hmm. when I can actually just like really just plan out my life according to my rules 100 Mm percent that's my definition of success because then I'm in control like for real Mm and I and I determine how far I go
0: Exactly. I'm kind of in that same boat too. It's like, I just want to just like shoot photos or video or make music like all day, every day. But if I, sometimes I don't, I want to go, you know, mentor a kid or give back to the community. I want to do that. So
1: yeah. And, and it'd be okay. Like your mm-hmm. life isn't like slighted because you decided to go talk to a kid that day, you mm-hmm. know, like it's all good. Like I can go do this today, you know, exactly. like I can do, I can do whatever, you know? So yeah. We're on the same page here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So let me ask you, uh, you know, last few questions. So, what's next for you um, in your career? Where do you see yourself going?
1: Um. Well, I, I definitely see myself uh, continuing what I have now. Like, I don't. I'm not too pressed on uh, building up a huge clientele right now. I want to grow with the people that I currently work with. Like, mm-hmm. I think I, I have a good uh, workload on my plate, and I want to see them all do well. So that's what my focus is, um, for the next, I would say two to three years, but I will want to like eventually be able to have a bigger company, not too big, maybe like 10, 15 people, Mm -hmm. um, that are
0: boutique, social media type thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and I'm, I'm kind of growing my team now. I have my, my friend Lee that helps me with my, uh, client Danielle. So it's happening, but I just want it to happen like naturally, organically you know pressure like you know like i want to attract people that think like me Mm -hmm. and believe in what i do and love social media like as much as i do and and that are focused on like growing and Mm -hmm. you know even helping me to become a better leader like lee has you know sent me a book already like you know like it's just like it's just happening like naturally so Mm -hmm. i just want to see the current clients i have now get super successful on social media and then at the same time grow a team for myself so that's that's what i'm focused on <laughs> right, very dark, but i also want to i want to travel like and i'm actually going to israel in nice. a week and a half or two weeks something like that mm-hmm. um so that's going to be really exciting and i'm going with actually people that i currently work with now cl- my colleagues uh, sean and justice that work together with me with love renaissance but also i'm going with uh shanti das and kp um, and they actually are like you know they're like family to me but Mm -hmm. i look up to them because they've done so much in the music industry and it's just an honor to me to to be nominated to go on this trip with them Mm -hmm. you know like because now i'm i'm getting into that same you know like realm of like you know like importance or something i'm just like wow like dang like i I look up to them and now we're like about to travel across the world together to learn about like the music business in israel and their culture like you know like it's mind-blowing i can't believe i'm i'm talking i can't believe i'm saying that you know
0: yeah it's crazy because uh i love to travel too and this adds like so much um perspective in your life you know when you get outside the country and go see different countries and um Yeah, so I I totally understand. Like, I went to Brazil, and it was, like, with um, DJ Bobito and then um, Tony Blackman, which was, like, the U.S. ambassador for hip-hop and all these different people. We were, like, down in Brazil, like, in the community, like, making music with them and, like, learning about how they view hip-hop and things like that. It was just such, like, an eye-opening experience. So I know Israel will be the same way. It's going to be a lot of fun for you, for sure. Yeah,
1: I'm so excited. And I'm, I'm glad you've been able to have, you know, the experience, too, because, like... A lot of people haven't even had that opportunity to go anywhere, you know, so I'm so appreciative of being able to like to travel and mm-hmm. like just absorb new energy and yeah. and culture from like it's so important. It's, it's like very... when I went to, I went to Europe, well, I've been going to Jamaica because my grandparents lived there for over 20 years. So I've been going there since I was three. Every summer I would spend three months there. Okay. Um, from, like, three years old to, like, 13, but Mm -hmm. when I went to, to Europe for the first time, like, that's when I really felt, like, I was, like, okay, this is out of, like, my comfort zone, like, Mm -hmm. this is different, you know, like, this isn't, you know, being in in Jamaica, like, this is, like, totally different thing, and Mm -hmm. it was just, I loved it so much, like, I just felt, like, a just, a, not a new person, but just like a it enhanced person, you know. Like I, I've took I took something away from this, yeah. and it just opened my eyes. Like it's just more out there in this world. So
0: much more. So much there. more.
1: Yep. Like so much more. <laughs> we said at the same time. Yeah, so much more. So
0: yeah, yeah. I get it. So travel travels like everything for me. But um, let the listeners know where they can find you online. You know, your Instagram and, and blog and everything like that.
1: Okay, cool. So you all can find me. Um, my website is Malia Shut Up. So M A L I A Shut Up dot com. and my Twitter is at Malia Shut Up. Facebook uh, Malia Murray M A L I A M U R R A Y, and then uh, Instagram is also Malia Shut Up. So I think I said everything. Facebook, right. Twitter, Instagram. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I definitely appreciate you coming on to the podcast. It was a very dope conversation. So thank you for that. And um, is there anything else you want to say before we sign off? Uh,
1: No, I think, uh, well, thank you so much for having me. But I think um, I just want to leave everybody with just, I don't know, really just just do it just like go after your dreams and like don't let anything stop you and even if it seems like tough right now and like everything's falling apart like it's really not it's just falling
0: together for mm-hmm. your good exactly totally so yeah. that's a good note to leave it on so <laughs> everybody thanks for listening this is the creative masters podcast this is nobody famous see you next week peace bye so there you have it that was episode 14 of the creative Masters Podcast featuring Malia Murray. Thank you guys so much for listening. As usual, you can find me at Nobody Famous on Twitter and Instagram and follow Machine Masters at Machine Masters on Twitter and Instagram and also check out machinemasters.com. They have some very, very dope courses online. I have an Ableton course on there, plus they just dropped a new course on mobile beat making. There's courses on mixing, so if you're into music production and all that kind of stuff, you definitely, definitely want to join the community and be a part of it. Until next week, This is Nobody Famous. Peace.